2: Bad, bad girl. They
1: Rubbish! There's
2: buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! oh! Aaron Harrison, beyond belief. We
1: did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat
2: the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten
1: kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting.
2: Hello everybody. Happy Monday to you. November 14th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. 96.1 FM, 14:50 a.m. TJ Walker, Nick Roush and Justin Kalen here on your chilly Monday morning. Make sure you dress appropriately before you head out. Today it's cold outside cuz it is officially fall and getting close to winter and uh just be, be ready for that. Thornton's will be ready for you. They'll have hot cocoa, hot coffee, whatever drinks you need that will get that extra pep in your step on a Monday. And remember, for new Refresh and Rewards member, it won't just be a drink that Thornton's is giving you. They're going to give you a breakfast sandwich as well for new Refresh and Rewards members. That's right. Breakfast and a drink on Thornton's. When you are a new member, they love seeing new folks. They love seeing any folks. We love seeing people go to Thornton's as well. And texting on into the Thornton's text line, 502 1450 which, Scoots, I can only imagine, is loaded from a very busy UK sports weekend.
0: Yes, absolutely. I'm going to have to take about 20 minutes to send them all over. So I'll be doing that right after uh, Right after this.
2: Well, I'm how sure how
1: is... We- Lots of messages talking about that that UK men's soccer championship, some belt champs, baby.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then they're they're doing the draw today for men's soccer. UK expected to be the number one overall seed, trying to get to the College Cup, right? Scoots, that's what we call it in soccer. Correct. Yes, sir. Of course, Kentucky's destiny uh, to find themselves make it to the College Cup. That that bracket. Getting announced today? No, no. We we know it was a huge uh, UK Sports Weekend just all together, soccer team included. Congrats to them. That is that is that is big news. Uh, but Friday night, I'm sure we got plenty of texts about the basketball game. That was more fun than the alternative this weekend. But oh uh, know
1: was- the the U- Louisville City. Like gosh, I uh. can't believe they didn't get the win. That was that was tough. Tough sledding as a longtime fan of the boys in purple.
2: Watched that game last night. It was uh, kind of a complete domination. San Antonio looked like the better team from the get go, and they were given two penalties, which is a little unfair. Um, They only made one of them, and then then they scored shortly after that, and then they scored shortly after that, and it was pretty much all she wrote. Although their goals
1: were pretty nasty, San Antonio's. Yeah.
2: And then I turned it off, but I did see that we scored another one. So at least uh yeah. wasn't scoreless. But yeah, they've it's, uh, trying to get that third star has been a challenge for them. The first two kind of came easy in what was it, 17 and 18, and then haven't uh, haven't haven't been able to punch through since then. But it really is an amazing sports franchise because they since their existence in 2015. They have been to the semifinals every single year, including now, what, four championship appearances? Maybe five, <laughs> but I think four.
1: They're betting 100% on conference final appearances and 50% on winning those games, which is pretty pretty decent.
2: Yeah, so like, if you're going to be a, a franchise that exists and you're getting to the final four every single year of your existence, well, that that's putting yourself in a position to win. And that's going to take us over, unfortunately, to what we don't want to talk about, but we have to talk about, and we need to get out of the way, but it's probably going to be a pretty lengthy discussion. And that is Mark Stoops' worst loss as a UK head football coach. And, Roush, this is kind of classic KRC. Like, we, we talked about the game. We felt good about it. Could this be a good game for the offense to kind of wake up? Wake up. But... Then the weather is bad, and we all pretty much predicted, like, yeah, this is probably going to be your stereotypical UK Vandy game. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be closer than it should be. And then once the game went on, you found yourself in a situation where it was like, all right, uh, exactly as we predicted. It is ugly. This is terrible. But you know what? Just find a way to win, and we can exhale in that, and we can whine, and we can moan, and we can complain, and we'll do all those things. Let's do it with inside a win. That's going to make us all feel a little bit better. Caps come up short. Vandy's uh, hilariously embarrassing SEC losing streak comes to an end, which means that's even just more embarrassing for Kentucky that they're the Mm -hmm. team that gives it up to Vanderbilt. Uh, It was just rock bottom in terms of a Mark Stoops coaching performance. I wouldn't say rock bottom as where the program's been, But that is a huge step backwards and an awful, awful loss, Roush. You were there for it, uh, probably a little hungover. But I I bet what what you saw on the field was worse than anything you could have been feeling inside your body on noon on Saturday. Man,
1: I was really hoping you would say something we got to talk about. Joe Biden or, you know, really, really anything else but this Kentucky Vanderbilt game because that's, that's what this game turned into. It turned into the... Alright, this was bad. It's about as bad as you could, but just go out there and just win it. And uh they had it won. Uh, but for the second time this year, a stupid penalty cost Kentucky uh, a winning football play. Um, you had the illegal procedure at Ole Miss. You had the illegal hands to the face. I mean, Ox just ripped a guy's helmet off on fourth down. Like, what are you doing? It's fourth down. They're going to get rid of it quickly. It was stupid. Just absolutely stupid. Uh, and then... That could have been the best of both worlds where, okay, you, you looked like crap. Your offense is so bad, but you're still, you know, seven and three. There's worse records to have, or seven and two. Or I don't even know what you would have been. But, no, you're um, you're now, just, I mean, uh, two of the worst. Uh, Aaron Gershon, who does, uh, he, he replaced Derek Terry at the Cat's Paws. He ranked the five worst losses of the Stoops era, and you know they're they're debatable, but I I think it's without a doubt uh, two of the worst five in the uh, in year <laughs> two of the worst five happened in year ten. Like it's just uh, it, it, Vanderbilt had in, in the three of the four major major statistical categories total offense which is yards, uh, scoring, passing, and rush offense. In the defensive form of those categories, Vanderbilt was 125th or worse in three out of the four, and you could only score 21 points against them. They they were giving up 314 passing yards a game. You had 100. Uh, You also turned them over twice in the first half. You had three out of four possessions go inside the 30, and you only had six points to show for. It's just like, how, how can you not score? You have good players and yet one of their touchdowns to get to 21 had to be a 72-yard run from Chris Rodriguez who by the way now third all time in school history and you can't beat Vanderbilt with that guy and in a first round quarterback and a bunch of four star wide receivers like it's just it's it was the perfect encapsulation of the Mark Stoops era where it's like okay um this offense do anything do something and you can win football games and they couldn't they couldn't
2: yeah, I put it as the most frustrating loss for me personally, and this is you know subjective, so it would be different for most folks. But I, I put it there with the Southern Miss home loss. Um, this team I would have thought would be a lot better than that Southern Miss than that team that lost to Southern Miss at home. Uh, but I, I think the different, like just a game that they should had no business losing. I think a little bit of the difference of those two games or just what time of the year it was that Southern miss one was right at the beginning of the year, obviously. I think a lot number. of people, I think a lot of people probably thought for that Southern miss game, like, Oh no, the season hasn't even started yet. And we're going to stink. This sucks. So like, it was a really down mood. Then uh, the issue with this one is it's November. So I, I think people will kind of go a little bit more quietly just to be like, all right, well, the season's over. Um, But it's right up there in terms of just inexcusable, terrible losses that shouldn't happen. And I don't blame those fans that look at the final two games and the bowl game and just say, all right, well, you know, it's, it's pretty much over anyways. In terms of the season meaning anything or being really a memorable season, it is over. That's what a loss to Vanderbilt does with you. Mm -hmm. I think anybody that's listened to this show over the last few weeks know that we have been down on this team. I mean, I don't know how you really you couldn't be. Uh, If not down on them, at least just talked about, like, "Eh, it's not looking good. Like, the play's going in the wrong direction. They're getting sloppier. They're getting more undisciplined. Uh, the win at Missouri was nice. The Mississippi State wins were nice, but we were trying to piece together what was kind of wrong with this team, and obviously injuries have played a huge role in it. But uh, it, it's you know you're gonna you're gonna get crushed by Georgia. If you can lose at home to Vanderbilt, you sure as crap can lose to Louisville. And if you lose to Louisville, then. You you could really see the bottom fall out with this thing. It'd be the last game of the regular season. You wouldn't play a bowl game again for a week. Could there be like a mass exodus? I, I think you would certainly have some people. Will Levis specifically that would say, ah, "I'm not going to play in a, the Houston Bowl, or the Texas Bowl in Houston." I'd like, yeah. So I think you could see some people drop out. Um, it could. Oh, get Will really-
1: Will's d- just don't even. Entertain the thought that Will is playing more than two games in a Kentucky uniform. Like it's just—it's a fool's errand.
2: You know, you know what? Like, I, I'm yeah, understandable for Will. I'll be wishing him the best. But maybe this team could be a little bit better without him because he was horrible on Saturday. He was terrible, and I know injuries have played a role in it. But like, you—you you just have to be able. You have to. How many sacks can somebody take? I don't care if the offensive line is the worst in the world. I'm not. I, like if you keep, you know, like the little gum stick thing where you pull the gum out and then it snaps on your thumb. I'm not doing that 15 times in a row. I would probably, me personally, I think after the second time, I realize this is a trick piece of gum. Some people may just take the first time. I'm, I'm, I'm a little gullible. I'm going back for a second time, getting snapped again. The third time, though, then I'm, I'm the dingus. It's not you playing a trick on me anymore. I'm the dingus. Um, Will Evans has to get rid of the ball. Like you have to get rid of the ball. You know every single drop back the pocket's going to close in on you yet you take sacks like they're going out of style and then just the casual just terrible miss throws just not being on the target not miss, missing receivers he was really really bad and i haven't been one to be like i don't see what the NFL teams love about him I, I don't see how you could take him as the number one quarterback. And I get it. I, we don't need to go down the road of like NFL drafts on potential and projection. Right, right, right. Yeah. I understand that. The dude's got a freak arm. He can throw it a country mile. He's a gamer. He plays through injuries. I, I find all that stuff commendable about him. Uh, and he will go down in, in the history books as a positive when it comes to UK football and quarterback play. I like Will Levis, but he is certainly. Not without blame for Saturday's loss to Vanderbilt. And at some point, whether it's potential or whether or not you're not blaming him for the sacks or if you it just basically to Will Levis supporters, like at some point, didn't this guy just need to go out there and win a football game for UK? At some point, don't good quarterbacks, great quarterbacks, elite quarterbacks, top 10 drafted, first round drafted quarterbacks, don't they at some point say, like, hey, This is why people want me and love me is because I go out there and I find ways to win games just like this. He hasn't done that all season, and he certainly didn't do it against freaking Vanderbilt when Kentucky needed him to. Uh, Chris Rodriguez answered the call. He, he was, he was somebody that said, all right, I'll put this game on my back and go find a win. Will Levis has been nothing but underwhelming this season. And it's just time we come out and say it, love the kid. I know he's been hurt. I know that has played a huge role in it. I wish we could have seen a completely healthy will Levis. Uh, maybe you don't lose to Ole Miss, depending on when you think that injury happened in that game. I definitely don't think you lose to South Carolina. So that one was a bummer. Um. But I don't. I, you're running out of you're running out of excuses for the Vanderbilt game, and he uh, missed throws. He just it, he he's got to be better. Like he's got to be better.
1: Vanderbilt had 13 sacks going into this game. It was the last in the SEC, and then they had four against Kentucky. Um, Rich Gangarella pointed out one in particular. It was the third down sack on the third and goal, um, where it was right before UK missed the field goal and it got blocked. So their third drive. And the first down sack he took was just an abomination. It's like, just throw it away. What are you doing? And since he took that sack, when Chris Rodriguez ran for seven on second down, it was third and five instead of third and two, which is just just dramatically different looking. And Rich calls up a double move. Uh, The receiver breaks the wrong way. Chris – just had the worst pass pro I think I've ever seen. Like he stepped up and immediately the blitz went right to where the hole was, where he was supposed to be. He could see it coming and Will goes down. It was an all-systems failure. And you had a lot of those Saturday and this game. You, you've just had too many of those throughout this entire mm-hmm. year. And oh, yeah. It, it, and you just you you have to blame everybody in this scenario because they all stink. But like, yes, Will, Will, Will is not blameless. Uh the one that really hurt too, Barry on Brown, I don't. It looked like he quit running. I haven't gone back and watched that play, but like that dude was wide open, and they just didn't. There was a miscommunication. Something was off, and he he could have scored a touchdown on it. Um, the fact that there weren't just dudes running wide open against uh-huh. his Vanderbilt secondary is troubling. Like it just doesn't doesn't make much sense to me. This whole offense doesn't make much sense to me. It's been bad. Um, I I think you know I'm gonna leave some of the. Minor because like TJ, we can get into like specific gripes about this game all day, and the Texas are going to bring them up. That's what's great about the Thornton's Texan 502 414 1450. Mm-hmm. They're going to bring up things that we forget. So I just want to go big picture for a moment uh, because there are just some realities we have to face as a fan base, right? Like, and, and this season has taught me that. Uh, there was a an anonymous coaches thing that uh, came out before the season. It was like, you know, at what point are they going to realize that they've just plateaued, right? And th- think, think we're there. Think we're there because as much as you could sell yourself on, man, Stoops has done things the hard way. Uh, you know, he's got him playing defense. You know, like uh, they're, they're winning 10 games without explosive offensive play. Wait till they get it going. It's like, well, maybe they just never will. Um, if if What's you know. going to end up happening after this season, TJ? The best case scenario, they do a fire sale and you just completely rebuild the offensive staff. I mean, if you look over 10 years, his defensive coaches have those hires been great, but it's like maybe a coin toss 50-50, maybe worse that the coaches that he hires for the offensive staff are going to work out. It's just it's just not like you just know you're going to be dealing with bad offense when Mark Stoops is coaching Kentucky football. And there's just this reality of, like, you know, you you kind of are what you are as Kentucky football. I, I just, I don't, I hate, I, I love pumping sunshine as much as anybody, but you've gotten to this point just because you've beaten South Carolina, Vandy, and Missouri. And then you've been bad against the, the big teams. You kind of beat one that you're not supposed to every once in a while, and you have a good season. Like, that's kind of what we are. I, I love that the guys talked about, beating the East or going to the SEC championship, doing all that. Like, you know, that, that's great. I love it. I love the belief. I love talking about going to Atlanta. I'm going to be there someday, but I just, it feels like there's a hard ceiling. Now it feels like a hard ceiling. And not only is there a hard ceiling, but you're regressing and there's no doubt about it. Uh, the last time Kentucky lost to one of the two of the three South Carolina, Vandy, and Missouri, it was Mark Stubbs' first season. You're going backwards. You're going in the wrong direction. And I don't know what Stoops can do to stomp his foot on the brakes and get this thing going in the, the other direction because the traditional methods, the the what what you've come to expect from him, it, I, I just I, I don't know if that's gonna work right away. I just I I don't know what you do. So they're they're in a they're in a tough spot and it's uh it's gonna get worse before it gets better.
2: That's yeah, a lot to take in there and agreed with some of it, disagreed with part of it, as I think that's pretty natural when the, there's so much to debate and so much to discuss after such a, a terrible loss. For First and foremost, it's it like, gosh, the the bar was set pretty darn low. Like, you know, sometimes I think you can make the case that UK basketball fans are just kind of nutty and like their expectations are way too high on an annual basis. Uh, that's really not getting into this season cuz I think the expectations are national championship and rightfully so, but neither neither here nor there. The the expectations for Kentucky football after I mean really after the Tennessee game, but you could even make a case even after the Missouri win was like, hey, this ha- this ain't going to be the special season. We know that. It's a bummer. We wish it would have been. But we talked about it last week, Rash, where it was like you you beat Vandy, you beat Louisville, you could potentially win your bowl game, get nine wins. If that's kind of your just like placeholder season, like ho hum season, that's a pretty big deal. That's a good thing. Like mm-hmm. that, that's nice. Well, they've completely taken their eye off the ball and they lose to Vandy. And that brings in the that brings in the worst case scenario. I mean, with the exception of like being able to pencil in a bowl game, but a bowl game could end up just being more awkward if you are six and six. You've lost to Louisville, you've lost to Vandy, you've lost three straight to end the year. You are not going to get anybody at that bowl game. You are not going to probably get a lot of your players playing in that bowl no. game. So you you had such a small little thing you had to do, and it was beat Vandy at home and not in their twenty six game losing streak, folks. It's like really bad right now. The team has quit. They've they just they've they've quit. You don't do that against Vanderbilt unless you're just not fully into it. I don't think it's everybody on the team. And while I'm crushing Will Levis for his poor play, I stand by it. Like at a, at the minimum, I, I I do it as a sign of respect. If you're that good and you're a leader, you need to go out there and find a way to lead and find a way to win the game. But Roush, you're totally right. He is not by himself in all this, and you do need to at least give him credit because I don't think I don't think him quitting is what we're seeing. I think it's just him. Not playing well. Maybe it's a lack of focus, uh, probably more likely it's injury related with him, but there is enough blame to go across the board. And I almost want you to get uh, talk a little bit more about the fire sale that you brought up before you went down some other roads, which there is so much to get to on today's show. I don't blame you one bit, but you said the best case scenario is just almost like a max exodus and completely rebuilding the offense. That's. I don't think that makes people feel warm and fuzzy. And so I don't think a lot of people think, "Hey, the pieces of this offense are okay." You're going to have to replace a quarterback, which we've all known was going to be the case after this season. I mean,
1: mostly the coaching staff. No, that, that's staff. what I'm talking okay. about. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, 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 because, yeah, that's what I mean. Like his offensive hires. Now, for as far as people departing, that I don't know. But you're also in this weird spot too, TJ. Where, uh, like, if you go through the coordinators, he's probably like three or five. Um, when it's hires, maybe, you know,
2: oh, it brings back a classic KRC argument. Was Eddie Grant a successful OC at Kentucky? Yay or nay? Although which UK fan? Like that was the thing during the Eddie Grant era and we're wrong all the time. And again, I will never have a UK football season where I pick the wins losses, forget the spread, just the wins losses. I'll be so wrong about cause this was another, uh, L for TJ in terms of picking the wins losses for this game but you you just can't afford a loss to vanderbilt roush like that's like the people have to pay for this like and i'm not one that like is immediately saying heads need to roll but this would be like if you have a job and you have a big project due like maybe it's a big monthly project from a football instance it'd probably be like a big weekly project and you just you turned in nothing like you go to your boss and you're just like don't have it this month Sorry you know my team we didn't come up with anything we kind of worked hard a little bit at least we're going to tell you that we worked hard but in reality we just half-assed it we don't have anything to show you sorry any good boss is probably going to make some changes to make sure something like that doesn't happen again losing to Vanderbilt in football is the equivalent of not turning in a project for work or for school it and and somebody's got to be held accountable I'm not saying Scangarello even necessarily has to be fired, although I, I, I would be willing to change something up. But somebody's got to be held accountable. Something's got to change. Just I mean, to show I mean, that you care, just to show that you want to make sure something like this isn't going to happen again.
1: It, it's just the fact that it happened to this Vanderbilt team, who was short-handed mm-hmm. because of the flu. Like they're just so bad at defense. Even Yvonne lit up this defense, right? Like, how do you not score more points? And they turned the ball over,
2: like you said. It wasn't like you know, like. <laughs>
1: They were giving you – the first drive you went three and out and you still got three – you got zero yards and three points. Like you still were gifted those by being completely inadequate. And and really just the, the biggest shock to me this season is I, I thought the floor was raised.
2: Mm-hmm. I just
1: – I thought the floor was raised. And it, it, it just – it's not. I mean, and even if you look at those Missouri, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, those shouldn't have been toss-up games on paper. They shouldn't have. And in hindsight, man, all of these like the South Carolina defense stinks. The Florida defense stinks. How did you not score more? Like, it, it's just the, the offense has been mind-boggling, mind-bogglingly bad. Like I, I just I cannot comprehend how bad it's been. And um, and and I don't know how it can be that bad with players this good. And you know, if if I'm gonna play the what if game, there's a couple what ifs. But I, I I don't know if this pro-style thing, like, long-term, I don't know if it's going to work, but I know that you hit a home run with Liam Cohen. You completely swung and whiffed on Rich Scangarello, and I don't know, like, how good the chances are that you can hit on another home run if you go this pro-style. Like, you might have just had lightning in a bottle, and then when Sean McVay, like, Sean McVay, he can suck it. Dude, you should be on TV instead of dealing with whoever that loser was at quarterback yesterday with your three and six football team. Like you should have gone to TV, let Liam stay at Kentucky and everything would be better right now. But no, you, you had to get greedy and want more Super Bowls. You could have been making $10 million a year to not lose to Colt McCoy at quarterback for the Cardinals.
2: God. <sighs> you said it, man. You said it. And again, where I was going with the offense, like that is a good point that if UK does move on from offensive coordinator, it is almost just a flip of the coin, whether or not we're going to have success in the guy that Stoops picks the next time. Cause he is, he has missed on offensive coordinators plenty of times. And, and a KRC joke that I alluded to earlier is Roush and I argue about whether you consider the Eddie Grand era successful. And mine just, I defaulted to technicality that he was like, well, he was fired basically so i don't you know often successful tenures don't end in firings but we don't have to bring that up again but the eddie grant era that was the thing that we always talked about on krc was it wasn't pretty it would be annoying you know there are certainly flaws with it but at least you could count on something at least you could count on kentucky's going to be able to run the ball and more times than not they're going to be able to sustain some drives chew up some clock one of the issues we had was being able to finish drives which that that's still certainly an issue um, but back then you actually felt good about when you'd kick field goals versus now where you just feel generally pretty horrible and you feel a nausea in your in your stomach when anytime they line up to do anything special teams related but at least with Eddie Grand whether you consider him a successful offensive coordinator or not at least They, he was consistent and at least he had a part of his game plan that was incredibly reliable where everybody was on the same page. At the end of the day, you knew you could do one thing better than the other team could stop you at that, at at said thing. And, uh, what reliable thing this offense has is sacks, sacks Mm -hmm. and uh quick three and outs. And that's a, that's what makes it even more frustrating is you will have some good drives. You will have some good plays, but they're, they're fewer and further between and, um, I, I can't believe they put they they tried three field goals right. Um, that was yeah. Wild. Made the
1: first two, um, got one blocked. It uh
2: ended up needing that just one more field goal and yeah. you know. Don't, you don't oh, lose. and
1: then you had a couple missed two point conversions too that could have mm-hmm. gone a long way.
2: Good old fashioned eight eight step drop back on one of those uh, two point conversions there. Just you know get a little bit more space for the quarterback. I don't know, the eight may be it, a little know. bit exaggerative, but. You know
1: what, though, if
2: if uh, Kentucky does
1: move on from Rich, right? Like we, we didn't hear anything over the weekend. Soup said he's not gonna. Soup says he's not gonna do any in season. But um, I'm all I'm I'm all in on uh, a little Eddie Gray and Destin Wade action for the bowl game. Like, give me some of that.
2: I'm a, I'm almost like already to that point. Like, you know, just what what could it. I don't know what could have you know, hurt even against Georgia. You're going to lose that game. You,
1: you know, what would be hilarious though, is if they didn't
2: <laughs> like, wouldn't this be the,
1: the time when, you know, the only time we beat Georgia is the time it
2: matters least. Like that, that would just be our luck. Right. It would definitely have a Rourke feel, feel to it against Tennessee. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. Oh gosh. But yeah. And that that's me. I'm just kind of uh, laughing and giggling through it. Cause it's going to be uh
2: it just sucks though. Like we you know, we will do that, Roush. We'll laugh and giggle through it. And like I mentioned, better better maybe in November than in September, I guess. At least we had some fun this season at certain points. The Florida game Damn. was a was a good time. But This was really disappointing, really disappointing for Stoops, really disappointing for the team, really disappointing for the offensive coordinator, disappointing the defense couldn't get off the field when they absolutely had to. Um, Well, they kind of did, but a stupid, idiotic, absolutely inexcusable penalty keeps the drive alive.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have the carry uh, to Valentine injury and you play man with your guy who doesn't play at all and they just go right at him because that's what I would do too. How do you not even have – the safety helping him over the top.
2: And what kind of call is that, Brad? That's terrible. It was bad. It was bad it was and so bad. Roush summed it up so perfectly. There's plenty of blame to go around, but we should all be pretty frustrated with the UK's football program and where things stand right now because I think complacency could lead for this thing to actually go backwards and uh, we we don't want that. It does seem like it's kind of slipping away. Roush is right that it does seem like that window Kentucky football had is closing a little bit, but it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to, you can have a good off season and I, I looking at it from a mile, how you Roush, we need to go to a break here, but it does, I, it does just seem like a coaching staff that like, doesn't seem like they're going to be around much longer. Like, it seems like they've lost a little bit of their fire and I, it almost seems like they're okay with that. Cause they know they're, they're going to be packing up and doing something different somewhere else. But I don't think that's the case. Like I, like, you know, we talk about it frequently. If Stoops would leave, could leave, should leave, will leave, but I, you know, I don't think there's going to be jobs that are going to be overly eager and anxious to hire somebody that snaps a 26-game losing streak to Vandy. That Iowa jobs always one that we've said to keep an eye on, but I, you know, I, I like I think Stoops. If you're making, you know, this coaching staff entirely. If you're kind of making a mess with the program right now, it's probably going to be you all that are going to be picking it up yeah. next year. So, like, yep. get that, you know, pick mm-hmm. up your bootstraps and, and start thinking that the culture needs to get back to what it was starting today. Stop with the turnovers. Stop with the dumb penalties. These are things that you can kind of pick up on now, even if the team doesn't win games. But this is going to be what you all are going to have to fix next season. So I'd, I'd start on it right now.
1: And that was going into this month of November – Talk to anybody that's kind of, it, it It just felt like this was going to be a crazy six, seven, eight weeks. You didn't know what it was going to be, but Alaka uh, and I, we, we talked about it a lot at length, and we thought the Missouri game was where the bottom might fall out, but that, that wasn't the case. But you just had this, you've, you've had this feeling like Mark Stoops has been looking, he's been kicking the tires at other jobs more so this year than any other year. It's almost like he can see. That like, oh god, I'm I'm running out of runway here. I had all the pieces in place; it still didn't work. If I get a good out now, then I'll leave in a good spot, and then you know things don't have to get ugly. You know, it, it can be set up pretty well for the next guy. Like I, I, it just felt like it was kind of going in that direction. Uh, you know, but he's probably candidate number three at Nebraska. But when you lose a Vanderbilt, I just don't know if that's even possible anymore so like you said now now he might have to end up dealing with it the the problems that have been created it's just there's there's been like a a real sense of just what the hell is going on over there why is everything so disorganized and can you please just tighten this thing back up tighten the wheels back up and instead it's gone in the wrong direction. You, you talked about, like, well, at least we had fun in September. Most of Mark Stoops' teams have finished strong, and that's defined the culture character of this program. You get good feelings going into offseason, and I'm afraid that we're just barreling towards a very, very long offseason for the Big Blue Nation.
2: Yeah, but, you know, with the way the transfer portal works, like, the, the offseason is your ultimate four Gump box of chocolates. Like, you don't know what you're going to get – And I don't think anybody would have thought after way things ended last season for U of L that they would, regardless of what happened on the field throughout their off season, get at one point a recruiting class that was ranked in the top 10. So like you can control the off season despite what your season displayed. Like, and I think a good way to kind of sum up where things stand right now is we did a little arts and craft project yesterday for Lucy And it reminded me a little bit of this U.K. football season where it's like you're putting things together with tape. It was very it was very fragile, this thing that we had put together and it reminded me of U.K.'s football season put together with tape strings. Just beat Vandy. You're going to take the loss against Georgia. Go back, beat Louisville, beat your rival, win the Governor's Cup. People are going to be happy about that. And then you win eight, nine games this season. People are going to be thrilled. You just move on. But then Lucy took the art project and just started ripping it up. And I realized, well, no crap. The second she was going to touch that, it's just put together by tape. The unfortunate part in this situation or this scenario or this example is that the coaching staff was the Lucy. They're the ones that are now just seemingly ripping it up. All you had to do was beat Vanderbilt. And instead, we're just left with this messy piece of mess that was UK football that did seem so promising. And us, the fans... The players, I believe. The coaches, I believe. Everybody's just looking at this mess on the ground of like, so what? what is next here? Like, what are we going to do here? Who's fixing this? Who's picking this up? Who's cleaning this up? What's it going to look like? And those are answers we do not have.
0: TJ, your analogy game is on point today.
2: Thanks, dude. It means a lot. But that is, we're just looking at a mess, and we have no idea who's going to pick it up, who cares to pick it up, and who is going to uh, to see this thing through. Let's go to our last break. Long overdue. lot to get to. We still need to talk about more positive news, and that was the basketball performance on Friday night. But football, rightfully so. When you have such a despicable loss losing to Vanderbilt, it's going to it's gonna lead the show. We'll come back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker with Roll Nick Ralph. We'll be right back. Tell I don't like
1: Tell me why I don't like
0: Give me a, uh, double bacon cheeseburger.
2: Double bacon cheeseburger, it's for a cop. Roger.
0: Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. What the hell's that all about? Are you gonna spit in it now?
2: No, I was just telling him that so he makes it good. Don't spit in that cop's burger. Yeah, thanks. Roger. I'll win this Rich man, step on. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call, Monday edition of the show. And we're on the cusp of just an unreal sports time. Uh, We are a week away from the United States starting its World Cup run. We're six days away from the World Cup getting underway. We are a day away from the Champions Classic, which, Roush, we've had radio shows, or at least I've had radio shows, where the Champions Classic is like, the signature fall event to talk about, to get pumped up about. Uh, not not so much this year, and I think maybe UK playing Michigan State has something to do with that, but it's still something to get pumped up about. That is tomorrow, obviously, UK's road trip to Gonzaga is under a week to play. They hung tight
1: with Gonzaga, too, Miss- Sparty did.
2: They, gosh, uh, Friday night, watched the Cats game, went to a place, and then the other TV had the Michigan State-Gonzaga game on, so I was a little bit more focused on the Caps. Michigan State totally and completely choked that game away. They had no business losing that game. They looked like the better team against Gonzaga. I thought they played like the better team, but they just kind of put their tail between their legs there in the final four minutes and uh, did not did not come away with with anything. I, Scoots, I know you were busy, so you didn't get to see the game. Roush, I know you were busy. You didn't get to see the game, but uh, that I was and once the game was going on, for reasons we talked about here on Kentucky roll call, uh, Rash and I had a funny conversation during the break. Uh, I do have to – let me finish the story, and I've got some stuff to ask okay. you. I, Good. I've got some Good. stuff to ask you. But watching the game, and it reminded me of the conversation we had on Kentucky Roll Call where we were saying, which would be better for Kentucky, a Gonzaga win or a Michigan State win when they were playing each other? Obviously, we want UK to beat both of them when they played their respective games. But who would be better for – and I said it would be Michigan State. They'd get ranked. It'd make that Tuesday game have a little bit more oomph to it, and uh, Gonzaga would drop back a little bit, but it'd still be a top-10 matchup when you travel on the road there on Sunday. We nearly almost had it, and it would have been just the best-case scenario for UK. I I think Michigan State still maybe gets ranked, because if you go toe-to-toe with the number-two team in the country, don't you think maybe you should or would? I don't know. I'll be anxious to see that today. But we almost have the best-case scenario if Michigan State just doesn't completely and utterly blow it. But uh, they both teams looked incredibly beatable, in my opinion. Now, Kentucky hasn't played anybody worth a fart. Uh, so, you know, that will be a disadvantage for the Caps when they go into playing both these teams this week. But if you haven't seen the highlights from that game, check it out. You'll get a better idea. Everything they do for Gonzaga is just Timmy-oriented, Timmy-driven. Their guards are not very good. And then on the flip side, for Michigan State, it's kind of wings and inside are where they get their bread and butter. Um, well, so I guess kind of similar to to Gonzaga, now that I say it out loud. Maybe a little bit more wing-oriented, where Gonzaga's big-oriented. But regardless, UK and their guards should have a big week. Cason Wallace, Severe Wheeler, good to see him back. Yep, good to see uh, him back. C.J. Frederick, Antonio Reeves, they are going to be the crew that that wins you these games this week because they, in my opinion, have a massive advantage, and they uh, they should take advantage of that advantage. But, yeah, we almost got a good scenario where if Michigan State beats Gonzaga, they're probably ranked easily top 15, maybe top 10 with it being so early. You can really sky up those rankings, but instead... Not the case, but uh, it's a huge sports week, Roush. And unfortunately, it's kind of like football it takes a little bit of a backseat now. But uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot to talk about, even even if we do want to not preview the Georgia game, because it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, good.
1: yeah. It, well, and, you know, you talk about events getting overshadowed. Like, we might get a DJ Wagner commitment today.
2: <laughs> That's crazy.
1: <laughs> it's almost like he was putting on the signing for, like, some big moment, and it's, you know, we're lucky that we just brought it up in the first before hour number two, right?
2: I'm, I would, probably wouldn't have gotten brought up if you didn't say something about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty crazy.
2: So, what did we, what do we, what did we think of the Basket Cats on Friday? Uh, uh, well, well, for did you have you gotten to see any of it? You were how was Drew's wedding? Tell you, you told me a little bit behind the scenes during the commercial break. Man, can't believe that guy did that thing. We can't mention that on there. But how, right, how, right. how go tell our listeners? Well,
1: it was uh it was very fun. It was the first time I ever went to a wedding, and it's like, man, that was a really funny wedding. Like the, the ceremony and and they cracked jokes in a fun way that still had some gravitas to the moment, right? Like it wasn't it didn't take away from the kind of seriousness of it. Um but you know, like they they've been putting this off for so long, trying to get it done covid all that sort of stuff so um was happy that they were able to have their day where they could still make their jokes uh they had to buy the numbers on their program and it was like 47 dresses tried on three weddings rescheduled zero tuxedos tried on (laughs) which
2: there's no way way it was 47 dresses tried on
1: i I could see it like yeah i mean mean, maybe that's,
2: that's too many dresses
1: yeah, yeah, it's way too many. That's just
2: that's entirely too many dresses.
1: <laughs>
2: way too many. I mean, you passed up the dress probably fifteen different times. If that one out of three probably should have been the dress. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that, that's good. The pictures were the pictures looked awesome. It looked like a really pretty setup and and wedding. And I, I well, they had a had band.
1: It. Band was great
2: yeah big fan of live bands actually the way roush phrased it during the break was uh that was the first wedding i left where i like i I had had a, i realized i'd had a bunch of fun so if roush has been to a wedding of yours lately oh yeah, yeah did not exactly have a good did not have a good time
1: uh, but it was uh it was funny uh like drew I, I forgot at what point the band brought out both the bride, bride and groom to kind of you know, reset, get everybody back on the dance floor, and Drew ripped his pants, and it was—it wasn't just like a, oh no, he split it down the inseam. His pants, I mean, they were—it was like a flag was flying from his waist. Eventually, they ripped from his waist all the way down to his ankle. It was—it was wild, and I think it only got like it, it started, and then it got worse because his uh, groomsmen picked him up and were throwing him in the air. So, uh, luckily, he had some he he wore black sweatpants to go change for the wedding so he had those handy to change into but it was uh it was man it, it was very funny it was good night uh uh L- at night's rendition of purple rain was uh outstanding um uh, if you follow my wife on snapchat you got to see that it's only for a few eyes, but uh man great time i was i was actually surprised i was one of the we were two of the last people standing and we got to our hotel between eleven and eleven thirty. So uh there there was a lot of folks didn't didn't last too long there. They uh it was an early start and early finish for, for many.
2: Everybody had to get up early for that riveting UK Vanderbilt football game. Gosh.
1: And then finish. when Brooke dropped me off like to go walk through the parking lot to the kids through the game, immediately starts icing. It's like oh, okay, this is and then if that wasn't a bad omen, the guy messing up the anthem was just, oh, God. Like, you just knew it was going downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't I don't know who that poor guy was, but he started singing. And he – he, I don't know if it was who's broad stripes, but he missed, like, two lines. And then so he decided, I'm just going to start from the top. And oh. maybe I'll remember it then. And he forgot again and then oh. just – through the rockets, red and it's like, oh, buddy, no! Uh, it was—I felt so bad for him, but it was—it uh. was the perfect representation of what was to come.
2: That really was. Uh, that's that's such a bummer. Ripping my pants at a wedding or a big event is actually like one of the, uh, a huge fear of mine.
1: Especially if you don't have any backups.
2: The fact he had some black backup pants—that's huge—or sweatpants—that's ginormous. But like Mm -hmm. most people wouldn't, you know, most people wouldn't in a situation like that. So what do you do? What do you just? It's almost like a—if it's not your wedding, obviously—if you're just like a guest, it's an automatic. Just like it's like a red card. You're out of here. Like I'm out. I've ripped my pants. I can't hang around with ripped pants.
1: Well, I think actually it's the other way for me. I think if you're the center of attention, you can make like a joke out of it. It might be worse if you're uh, a groomsman or something because then you look like you're the drunk buffoon who's just like you know oh this guy he can't even keep his pants together.
2: I, I think you I mean I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I what did did Ryan Lemon spill a drink on himself?
1: I, all of the drinks on himself. He was he was in rarefied form. How does that happen? I don't. Well, they did have a lot of high top tables by the bar, so I could see him leaning too heavily on one in a certain area and then they just all timbered i was not there to witness it but um we should have known when their table was like chanting things at (laughs) dinner that that some there's going to be some rowdy folks to walk away from that
2: well congrats to drew and abby the 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 pictures looked hilarious here in roush's description sound like it was a, a special evening People will remember a long time, and not too far from when the special evening was occurring, a special evening for the basketball cats at Rupp Arena, playing Duquesne, and not too much to complain about, folks. Uh, nope. Always, always a good way to lead into basketball talk is just like pretty good. Everything looked pretty solid. I, I think the only place where you could really complain is what the hell's going on with Oscar Sheboy? Yeah, let's get him back. Play it. But I was surprised to see severe Wheeler.
1: I was, uh, yeah. I, I I got some sort of sense that he wasn't going to be around for a while. But to see him come back off the bench play, I, we're going to get some severe Wheeler takes, TJ. Can it not just be like, like that actually was the perfect recipe for him? Play of 27 or so minutes, 11 points, 11 assists. Only two turnovers. Like, you don't they, – they don't have to be one extreme or the other. Like, he's terrible. He can't play. Kaysom Wallace is the best. Like, no, they kind of all need to play and rotate in some.
2: Yeah. Don't lean like, on
1: him to be your 35-minute
2: exactly.
1: is-taking-the-last-shot kind of guy.
2: Yeah, if people want to have an idea of, like, how this could work, there. There. Like, that. there's your idea of how it could potentially work with the guards. Um you, you didn't have Collins, you didn't have Oscar. That's not going to impact really what you're going to do in your backcourt there. So yeah, it looks something similar to that on uh, one given night. You may have Wheeler play horrible. All right. Well then you just won't play him as much, but I still think you can bring it back to a game by game basis. If you want to go that route. Um, but you CJ Frederick look good. Case Wallace look good. Uh, Reeves look good. Like the, you know, Wallace played twenty-seven minutes. Frederick thirty-one. Reeves twenty-eight. Wheeler twenty-seven. Pretty average across the board for the guards on Friday night. And you can do something similar to that, but on you know one night Wheeler may only end up getting fifteen, and those extra minutes are divvied up between the other three, just like that. Another night is
1: going to play in sometimes. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. You know. Maybe. CJ doesn't get as much minutes, 1-9. The other three do. So if you want an idea of how it's going to work, I think the first game where we got to see it, that, that's that's an idea of how it's going to work. And I, I want Wallace on the floor as much as anybody, um, but Wheeler can still do some nice things. So it was good to see him go back in there, get a double-double to start, which uh, that's you know coming off an injury. That's a pretty big deal for him. So, So good on him. Now, what the front court looks like once you get Oscar and Collins back, that's a better guess that I don't really have the answers for. Um, because the only things that I can say, and I say it lovingly, but like Lance Ware playing more minutes than you go, or is just you got it on Enzo. That's just malpractice. Yeah. Like it just shouldn't happen. Like yeah. one has an absolute insane wor- otherworldly potential. And then, as much as we love the other guy, it is Lance Ware. So that uh, I don't know how the front court's all going to shake out. I do know, unfortunately, and it is a little harsh to say, but Lance Ware doesn't need to be getting um, significant minutes once it once it you get into some meaningful games.
1: Yeah, and, and so very good. I like to You go for short. This is nice.
2: That's he's play That's what that's what he's called.
1: Yeah. No. No. That's what I mean. Like I. I just. I, didn't know that until the season got going, and now, now everybody's calling him, you go uh, you go this way, I go that way. Uh, it'll be a
2: lot of fun.
0: Was there a clear-cut MVP?
2: So that, that brings us to a good question, a good point. Um, I did a poll, and I think Wheeler won the poll. And if it wasn't Wheeler, I think maybe it was Onyenzo, because um, he almost had a double-double as well.
1: No, no, no.
2: Out of our guys, out of our guys, Reeves, who I picked, he was the only MVP candidate among the bunch. It wasn't going to be CJ, uh, who actually did play okay. And it wasn't going to be uh, Wallace, who also played okay. But, like, you know, Reeves was better than both those guys. And then Wheeler and Ugo, probably more MVP candidates. So are we doing the MVP out of the three people we pick, or does it have to be the MVP for the game and we just have to have hit it?
1: I think we just all take zeros.
2: Yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine with that. That's what I was thinking as well. I will say it will be a little less uh subjective or it'll be, it will it, it will take some of the subjectiveness out of it if we actually just pick between the three of us cuz usually it'll probably be a stinker one of the three. But anyways, yeah, we'll just do it that way. And then Scoots, you said a 26
0: point? My win. gosh. You were the closest. Do I have a read on these cats or what? Nailed the first game and then missed this one by one point. Holy smokes. Man. Yeah. So Scooch is one
2: in our a- is one in our little game. Also, if you pick the, I also made this determination that if you pick the wrong winner or loser, you lose a point. Now, I, we I don't think we have to worry about that too much or too often, but at some point it will come into factor. I like it. Something to something to think of there. Yes, yeah, Scooch is one in our. So it's you pick the score and you pick the MVP. Right now, the scoreboard on that one: Scoots two, me one, Roush still waiting for his first one, but. A lot of season left to go on that one. So. A lot of season. Yeah. A good win for the Cats. Hour one done. We'll come back. We'll get to the Thordens text line. We'll talk football, basketball, whatever the text line gets to. Don't go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Monday edition of the show. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin K. Bro,
1: you
2: up
0: Over? You say over? I ain't heard no
1: family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call.
0: Nothing is over until we decide it is!
1: With Walker and Rausch. We're
2: just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two. Kentucky Roll Call here on... Roll Call. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Fun... First hour, well, not talking about the Vanderbilt loss. There was nothing fun about that, but uh, we did have we 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 had a good time. Good time was had by all, so just take our word for it. And remember, you can get the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. The show goes seven to nine Monday through Friday. Replay of the show nine to eleven. Best way to get in touch with the show is you text it into the Thornton's text line. We read it on air 502-414-1450. And we love Thorntons. You will as well. Remember to pop in there today, save money on gas, download the refreshing rewards app. You will not be disappointed. Scoots, I was really hoping Eastern Michigan was going to get a win for you on Friday.
0: Man, but guess what? It didn't turn out to matter because Louisville can't even beat freaking right State. Wrong college. Good grief.
1: Man, it is uh... – I mean, that was a that was a tough shot. He just buries a fadeaway right in your face.
0: Yeah, no, that Eastern Michigan game has me feeling good though. Cause I just I just needed to see them compete with a team like Michigan. Now I'm feeling real good. Imani Bates looked good.
2: I watched that game. Eastern Michigan really had a decent chance to to win. Michigan barely held him off. But yeah, you, you you're getting five hundred bucks between Eastern Michigan probably being an okay team. And like, you know, maybe they'll win 13, 14 games Somewhere in that ballpark Louisville, 0-2 on the season Kenny Payne still looking for his first win As head basketball coach uh, They've got some They've got App State, I think, maybe And then they head to Maui I think that's right uh, They're going 0-3 in Maui, I can tell you that yeah. F- yeah.
0: For for what it's worth, Trevor texted me On Saturday night and said Not that I'm conceding, but how do you want paid?
1: Oh. <laughs> oh that's pretty funny man that is that is very funny it was also very funny too i was i was on my way uh back into louisville and uh turned on the clemson postgame show second caller just completely blaming the refs for uh what was that a three score loss
2: two score. The refs. two score but yeah they were all up in arms about the officiating on saturday Louisville was in that game. It was kind of a buffer game for Clemson for the most part, Uh, but it wasn't, it was not a blowout by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, But yeah, they were all, they were all bent out of shape about the officiating on on the old tweeter.
1: There was a very bad targeting though that didn't, I mean, it was like the most easy head to head, just call it targeting and they did it. So, uh, but very, very amused by that. Although I am worried because. NC State, what Boston – I mean, one of those last two opponents had the worst possible losses you could have. Both gave up game-winning touchdowns to back up quarterbacks with like eight seconds left where the fourth down stop was overturned by a penalty. Um, so, now they get to play NC State this weekend. If they win that game, they can get some momentum, right? Like, that, they, they can feel good about themselves going in that UK game.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh not ideal. Cats got to figure you got to figure something out. You got to dig deep and find a way to beat a team that you've beaten by a thousand the last few times. Everybody just kind of foregone conclusion UK was going to win this game, but you lose to Vandy, you can lose just to any just to anybody. So that will be that will be a big one. That will be a really really big one. Let's get into the Stordens text on 1450 I need to scroll all the way up.
1: Why it's scrolling? Oh, still scrolling. i as well. Oops, yep, still scrolling. Scrolling. Yeah, scrolling. So, more head beat Bellarmine. Congrats, Mook. Big second oh. to us.
2: Uh, texter says Bravo, TJ, Cocoa and Nutmeg does not belong in Chile. Uh, Another texture says, I think the big man's trying to kill the show by making it end early. Who cares about the replay? I'm watching you, Dugan.
1: Big shout out to uh, the oldest Dugan, Ryan, son, Trey Trey Ryan, going viral with the big man touchdown. He dropped a bomb. I mean, he plays left tackle. They ran a a trick play, and he threw a 50-yard bomb lefty, too. It was beautiful. I thought it was picked off. But he threaded the needle. That was a heck of a play.
2: Heck of a play. Disappointing high school action. Manual goes down. St. X loses in a thriller at mail yeah, two, two point male conversion. At, man, I, yeah, mail went for the win. Uh, I, I I applaud that. You know, it's just two point conversion win. You advance, lose your season's over. And it was a pass that nearly got dropped. But you, when you play aggressive, it it pays off. So. St. X's dream season, back to back chance comes to an end. Male gets the revenge. Six A. Uh, it's good.
1: It's wow. like good and competitive. Like if it's Trinity, not just... If
2: Trinity wins six A, I'm just that's gonna. I'm that, I will not be happy. <laughs> I don't know,
1: right? Like, it would be the year that things feel kind of even everywhere, and then they would just scrap by and get a state championship.
0: Where'd you see that trade touchdown?
1: Uh, oh, all over the internet. Yeah, I got a. I'm sure your friend, Facebook friends with Dugan. And, oh, him and his call. wife both posted All right, it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to, I, I don't really know how TikTok works because I was trying to share it myself, but it, it was on the Max Preps TikTok account. So uh, a little bit everywhere.
2: You know, what's uh, great text- about the NFL pre-show on Thursday Night Football is literally when every other person on the set complains about the league being racist, hiring Jeff Saturday as their coach, professional sports has become so entirely sensitive and it's embarrassing and ridiculous. Everything is racist.
1: And uh, Jeff Saturday beat Josh McDaniels, who the Colts famously hired for like a day before he backed out. So, man, that was that was very funny. Great NFL Sunday, too. Shout out to your Packers. Even though Aaron Rodgers might want to rip off Matt Lafleur's face, um, he hates Mike McCarthy more. So you got that going for you, TJ. You just need to play Mike McCarthy every single game to get Aaron Rodgers to play at his best.
2: Oh, Mike McCarthy blew a game that they probably should have won. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, never seen touchdown that Two fourth quarter lead. The Packers are back, baby. That's what makes that Lions loss so frustrating, is Green Bay would just be 500, which isn't like the end of the world if you just beat the freaking Detroit Lions. But When well,
1: you'd be uh, 500 in like 7th or 8th in the playoffs? Yeah. You'd be right there? Yeah.
2: Still plenty of football left. I, I don't think this Green Bay team's any good, but, um, but that was fun. It just felt good to win one, especially kind of in dramatic fashion, too. Not have not have some heartbreak so and the cowboys can always just suck it so that was nice yeah, felt, yeah. the um much needed
1: um, i actually thought that it was like i liked mccarthy going for it there on fourth down cuz it was it was 52 yards in the cold like that was going to be a hard field goal so yeah go for it there i, I like that call um the the game before that though bills vikings i mean that that game just went to banana land and i'm i'm very happy that the Vikings, like Justin Jefferson, was ultimately rewarded with the win because that catch was insane uh, to come up short but then get the forced fumble uh, on the goal line. And gosh, that, that game was just nuts, absolutely nuts.
2: Yeah, that, uh, that catch by Justin Jefferson was one of the literal best catches I've ever seen in a football game. That was hard to believe he came down with that one, but he did, which is really, really impressive. Uh, and then going back to the Colts, Je- that is pretty crazy. I mean, Jeff Saturday, having nothing really to do with the NFL as of late, gets hired to just be a coach middle of the season, and then goes on the road and wins the game.
1: Well, that also shows you, too, the the feeling in a locker room when you get the, the, the head guy out, right, the boost it can provide. Like, benching Matt Ryan did not help. Like I, I don't, as bad as Matt Ryan is, is Sam Ellinger going to be that much better? Getting him back there, getting, uh, getting the other guys, Frank Reich out of the locker room. Like you can see the morale boost it gives the the team, and and honestly, that's why I thought that Stoops might might have already made a change because uh, mm-hmm. if you look at the Scangarello situation, like they're not going to they they, they they pay him. They're on the hook for what they have to pay him no matter what. So like it's not firing them now versus firing them two weeks from now. It doesn't make any difference.
2: Good point about a potential boost and getting people pumped up. But the Colts are four, five, and one. Like they're going to be asking Jeff Saturday make the playoffs for us, dude. And that's a pretty especially uh, in
1: that division. I mean, I know the Titans got to win, but they aren't. Well, they, they're going to
2: lose to Green Bay this week, so don't worry about the old Titans.
1: They are just the most like they're 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 so similar to Kentucky, right? Like. Got to grind out some wins, and for the most part they do. But when things go wrong, they can just go south. Like once that thing, because it, it, it's eventually going to there, there's going to be an expiration date on what they're doing, and it's not going to be pretty. Not going to be
2: pretty. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, "Hey, and the Steelers won. Woohoo! You did it. Not sure who needs to hear this, but them Tigers from St. X got beat by them Bulldogs for Mail, and that's what they get for." Wisconsining the cats of Kentucky high school football of twenty twenty one. Okay, I've been drinking and probably messed something up there, but go make take state. I think they've been go mail take state. <laughs> Congrats to the Bulldogs. That was a nice win. Uh, Two hundred dollars bet on UK winning the title plus twelve hundred to win twenty four hundred. Let's go. Ooh, I like come it. Come on. I could use twenty four hundred dollars. Why not? Would love it. This team just looks more athletic, and they have a will to win that we haven't seen in years. This is These are basketball texts, by the way. Just early in the spot on the <laughs> yeah. weekend, these are basketball texts. Another texter says, Vandy is playing with a lot of their players out, including their starting QB. Um, all right, so now I think we've already quickly jumped into the foot. So that's very, very light on the basketball text. Uh, I've been very hesitant to jump on the fire Scangarello train, but I can't watch us. Uh, P.O.A., all this talent with horrible play calling. There's been a way to scheme around this offensive line shortcomings com- to get the playmakers the ball without it having to be a screen for two yards. So disappointed. Yeah, it seemed like pretty innovative early on, or at least you saw some fun, exciting things, and then there's just been no additional yeah. mm-hmm. added con- content or context to this offense.
1: The um, here's Here's a fun take. I think all the Eric Wolford takes were a little premature.
2: Well, well I, yeah, I mean, like we we do that all. Day. Like when a coach leaves, you're probably going to hear some negativity. Right. Like, it
1: was it was more over the top than normal because of that was his personality. But like, he got you Barry on Brown and Dion Walker, and you were Joe Moore Award finalists last year. Like, if you don't lose him, you're at least getting Tyler Steen out of it. You have to think the offensive line would be somewhat better.
2: That's another place where UK football, like, this is a this is a big step, and I get it. There's, there's certain, you know, there's certain things you just can't do with the finances. But, like, it would have been nice to maybe be able to put up more of a fight for, like, Liam Cohen. I get it. It was the Rams. It was a dream job. But could you not, like, just financially make it really, really hard to say no? It seemed like it was almost a no-brainer for Liam Cohen. And then the same with Wolford, and I get it. But, like. You know, if we want these good times to continue rolling, you're just you're gonna have to keep making financial commitments to the program. Uh, but that that'd be another way where UK football, if you want to take your next step forward, is go get the best of the best assistants or keep the best of the best assistants and make sure that they're getting paid what you got to pay them to to have them hang around.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I I do wonder if it was money or just the the job, because I mean. I'm sure, I'm sure it was probably the
2: job. Like, I'm sure it yeah. probably the job. I get that, but like, make the money so hard where it's they're having a tough time saying saying yes to the other place. Um, I, you know, in a perfect world, we, we need to get that money, the money cauldron on campus going. Bad time to be announcing a nil initiative today. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's gonna be awkward. I, I, also, they've already leaked them, and it's just the kind of hey. Here's like $25 a month, $50 a month, $100 a month. And it's kind of, it, they're incentivized back to with different perks. So,
2: okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's something. Uh, texture says this team just looks more, uh, we've read that one. A texture says Sydney Curry looks like the dude at the Y that brings a Philly cheesesteak in there and smells like weed and turns the ball over on half his touches. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a, Is
2: that Trevor? It's a specific
1: text. <laughs> I mean, the. Uh, like Trevor doesn't go to the Y, but I mean he probably smells like weed and chili feast <laughs> <Billy> cheese <sticks. laughs>
2: Uh Texture says I hate it here. Another texture says Kentucky must have the worst the worst third down defense oh, in America. No, no, it
1: was the thirteenth best, and then they were going up against the third SEC's thirteenth worst third down defense, and they just got diced up.
2: Nah, so bad. That's such so bad. Worst season expectations-wise, an underwhelming recruiting class coming in. Yikes everywhere. Yeah, the U.K. football song's not high at the moment.
1: Well, what, what is funny is, like, despite the loss, Cameron Calhoun was the surprise visitor. They're going to end up flipping in from Cincinnati. Um, but, like, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, they, they're going to be able to get a lot of dues from the Trades portal. Um Like they, 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 I should say... They have these scholarships to mess around with. You've got a lot of young guys. The big thing, as you kind of alluded to in the first segment, DJ, you've got got some young talent. Just keep it, you know?
2: Got to keep the young talent. Like You know, again, the the UK fan base, just like any other fan base in the world, it, it can be easy to fall in love. You keep the players that you got that people are really excited about. You get a quarterback that you can sell, which, you know, I don't know who that will be. You get a new offensive coordinator, which I you know, if they, I, I think you got to do something. I mean, again, the, the Vandy game just can't. You, there's got to be some fallout for that somewhere, uh, but probably get a new offensive coordinator. It could be an easy sell to get people excited for next season, and I don't think it'll be totally just made up, fabricated optimism. I mean, if you can keep your young pieces, every you know, new quarterbacks always exciting. So I don't think it's as like damaged as it may seem today. But again, you got to factor in a Georgia pounding. That's not going to make the fan base or the team any happier going into next week. And then you lose Louisville, then that's not going to be good at all. You beat Louisville, you can maybe find a little manufactured momentum. And it doesn't have to be as doom and gloom as it maybe seems today. But this team's got to show something. They got to show a little bit of fight to finish this season. And then you got to win the offseason somehow
1: gotta gotta find a way but it's huh, i'm not optimistic not optimistic
2: i don't like i don't like how pessimistic you are about the whole thing but this the staff they've got to figure it out they get paid too much money not to this fan base i think has been incredibly fair and supportive with them and uh, injuries i'm sure have played a role in everything this season but you, you gotta you gotta clean up a mess that you've made yourself a little bit and and I think they can do it if they're motivated to do it, but there's no reason they shouldn't be motivated to do it. So do it. Figure it out. This
1: text into the thorns text on. Do you guys still want the bleeping statue built? (laughs)
2: Uh, The classes, the stoops will wait. Let's keep financing it. And then if we end up needing to spend that money elsewhere, we at least we'll have it, but uh, we'll, we're still playing, you know, just we're still in the donations part of the classes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Still, still early. Still early.
2: In a worst case, we can just add more features to the to the cauldron on campus. <laughs> the champion's cauldron, as they're calling it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, this offense is broke. Skang's
2: got to go. So Skang, uh, the another... red out right, uh, says one texture. Soup said nothing immediate.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, if it... Oh. It was like, here's how you, you have some opportunities here to save your job, go do it. Things were moving in the right direction against Missouri. And then it set up against an awful Vanderbilt defense where you should be able to score a lot of points, and that just didn't happen. So it's going to get ugly uh, against Georgia. The one thing, at least, about this Georgia game, I mean, Joey Gatewood was starting, and Kentucky lost by two scores. So Kirby's going to sit on it. He'll he'll happily just run the ball, uh, yeah, slow that the game MVP. down. So it won't, it won't get too ugly, but it's it's not going to be great.
2: They're in the SEC championship game. They're basically in the college football playoffs. Mm -hmm. Um, So, they they won't – I don't think they'll be trying to go out for for blood necessarily, but everybody just cares about the Louisville game anyways. Who who we're all kidding ourselves. Also,
1: Kirby treats Stoops like Cal treated Mark Fox. You know? Yeah, Georgia got a
2: little – they got a little worked up after last year, though, with the garbage touchdown. Yeah, but you know, it, enough times passed. Yeah, probably so. Uh, another texture says Levis will never stay healthy in the NFL if he doesn't get some pocket presence and learn to throw the ball away. I Agree with that. But he'll have better lines in the off- or in the NFL too.
1: The, the 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 if I was looking at a problem with Will Levis, if like his biggest knock on him is uh, I, I like this line that uh, Van Howles used. He has a slow processor. Like it just it takes him a little bit longer to get through his reads, and I don't think Skangarello is cutting the field in half for him or anything like that. So he he's got a lot of them, and it's it just takes him too long, and he doesn't have the time to to do it. You know,
2: I think that's a fair a fair assessment. A texture says, "How do both officials miss him clearly out of bounds and not pull, blow the play dead?" I could tell from my living room live
1: Th- that that was uh, the fact that they like replay said no he did catch it and then he just stepped out of bounds it's like what how he had two feet out i don't i I, that was that was something maybe the snow got in his
2: eyes The wind was blowing
1: hard i don't know
2: even more so how can you review that and call it a catch officials suck at everything i'm surprised they can run and blow a whistle yeah i i agree with the texter there I don't understand. Are we wide receivers not getting open? Is Levis missing his reads? He has had time, but he's taking sacks instead of throwing the ball away.
1: Yeah, it's it's bad. And and also the thing too, like if Skingarello is this quarterback guy, like he hasn't done anything to help Will. Not a thing. And really, that's that's the most the only reason why you would keep him is you're like, well, Skingarello is going to give us another quarterback, and it's like, but. What are you going to do with him, right? Like, you have no faith that he can develop him because look what what he's done with Lil' Levis. I agree. You're just in a tough spot.
2: And the 49ers were known for their great offensive quarterback play. before Jimmy
1: Garoppolo. Great, great at – great, just great. J.J.
2: Weaver's being held every play of that last draft. Well – He
1: had some bad missed holds too, but uh, still, just the call and – fourth down to being man there. Jeez.
2: The receiver pushed off, but this is awful. It's so hard to be a UK fan. Oh, yeah, it was a major offensive pass interference, but, like, you know, it's Vanderbilt. Just don't, like, who cares? I, I was at mm-hmm. that point. Like, with the missed calls and stuff, I, I just, well, yes, they happen in the game of football. Against Vanderbilt, who cares? They should be missing calls left and right, and you should be, shouldn't even have to look at the scoreboard because you're up by so much. But they play Vanderbilt close every Freaking
1: year, because it's
2: dumb. Yeah, real, This is officially dumb. a disappointment of a season. Time to focus on basketball, Cal. Please don't let us down this week. Yeah,
1: and and here's the thing too. Full disclosure, like if this wasn't my job, I would I would do the same thing. I just would like you know maybe I'll turn the game on for a little bit, but I'm not going to care about anything. I'm not going to worry about anything. I'm not even going to read anything. Like I would just be so over this team, over the season, and. Man, I don't mean I have, I have no idea where they could end up bowling. Like they could be in the saddest bowl game ever in Houston. It would it could be like a throwback to the Birmingham bowl with Randall Cobb and Mike Hartline suspended against Pitt with Joker. Like just like a sad it's going to be a sad bowl game unless they beat the snout out of bowlful
2: The on three bosses have to love hearing that. Yeah, if I didn't have to do it for work, I wouldn't be consuming any sports content right now.
1: I'm being honest. Like, are, are you going to be going out of your way to
2: uh, – I, I wouldn't do it. I'd be listening to KRC every morning, I'll tell you that much. Yeah.
1: I also like to uh, drown out my ba- my own bad football team by watching other football. So, like, it was nice Sunday. And then Saturday night, that Oregon, uh, Oregon-Washington game, when they're just throwing, like, 80-yard touchdowns, it's like, oh, weird, offensive football. Never seen that before. I've been watching the Pittsburgh Steelers with Matt Canada and Kentucky for the last, I don't know, way too long.
2: Let's let's go to our last break. We'll come back. We'll get as far as we can. I'm in a bad game. place, Terry. Well, you know, still listen to our radio show though. To tell people that. I need to hear you say it. Listen to our radio show. There we go. I love the enthusiasm. Ding. Definitely not a hostage situation. We'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen, all excited to be here on your Monday morning. Uh, Basketball's good, though, folks. Basketball is good.
1: Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call.
0: Well, let's say this Twinkie represents the normal amount of psychokinetic energy in the New York area. According to this morning sample, it would be a Twinkie 35 feet long, weighing approximately 600 pounds. <coughs> That's a big
1: Twinkie. With Walker and Roush.
0: How's the grid holding up? It's not good. Tell
1: him about the Twinkie. What about the Twinkie? <laughs>
0: Round. Let the good times Let them make
2: you a clown. Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Exports Radio. 92.1 Fifty AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rouch, Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. Text on into the Thornton's text line. And Papa Sauceritas today, one of two locations in Louisville. Uh is their St. Matthew's location, which I went by not too long ago. Everybody there is doing well. Powerade Machine was working, which is always a great thing. They also have a location in Middletown, right? Shelbyville Road. And they have a drive through for that location, which is always a good time. So check out Salsaritas today. Download the app. Save your time. Save your money. You can order on the app as well. Have it waiting for you at the store. You just walk in. You go pick up your bag. You head out. All the good things you can do on the Salsaritas app. Let's keep up with the text line. Roush, unless you have anything you want to add, or Scoots, you have anything you want to add?
0: I'm good. The, Hoos- the Hoosiers win in Scoots? Uh, we won on Thursday, but we talked about that on Friday's show.
1: Okay, I just didn't know if... Uh... They didn't yeah. win.
0: We don't play again until Friday. No, and we did not win football. No. That was an Ooh. easy cover. Easy cover for Ohio State.
2: Bobby, well, I mean they covered by two points, so it wasn't probably that easy.
0: No, it was, it was never in doubt.
2: I mean, if a two-point spread had to be pretty close to being in doubt at some point.
0: No. I, I, I felt good about it the whole game.
2: I mean, I'm just I'm factually telling you that a two-point spread is, in fact, in doubt.
0: Eh, not if you know your team. It was it was never in doubt in my mind. Okay. All right. Steve.
1: I um, Elsewhere, uh, the Purdue knocked off Illinois, and now all they have to do, they have to beat Northwestern and in Indiana. And then they need Minnesota to beat Iowa this weekend. And then the the Boilermakers would go to the Big 10 Championship game at 5 and 3. Or, Illinois no, six only 2-3 in Big 10 play.
0: Illinois only two losses are to the Indiana teams. Ouch. <laughs> oh
1: gosh, that's brutal. That is brutal. <laughs> that's tough. Oh, uh, that's wild. Congrats. Four, four oh, teams tied at 4 and 3
2: in that division right now. Congrats to Uncle Brom. It's going to be hilarious when UK ends up hiring Brom.
1: Uh, also, it, it's just my luck that the, uh, Kentucky has a great defense and can run the ball, but they can't score points and throw the ball. Jeff is the exact opposite. Like, he can't run the ball, but he can throw it, and he doesn't have a defense. Like, it's just like, can we not just combine both of these teams into one?
2: And uh, there you go, college football playoff team. The texture said, This is the worst loss of my lifetime as a UK football fan. Recruiting definitely not getting any easier from here. This
1: it, is probably the worst
2: it's... SEC loss of my lifetime. I mean, UK was Man, ranked, that, you know, like it was a ranked UK team and they just they lost, lost they just, uh, 20, a team that lost 26 straight SEC games. It really is about as bad as it gets from a conference loss.
1: Yeah. The one that, like, I do think the ones that were you're you're punching up are more painful. Like the Florida loss in twenty seventeen where oh, you, you yeah. leave the receivers uncovered and then you have a chance to win and then a holding call gets you out of field goal range. Like whew, That 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 one's the hard that that one's tough to bite.
2: Yeah, there's definitely more heart. Pr- I mean, you, if you're getting your heart broken, losing a vanity, you you're you're going through such anger beforehand. So like, I yeah, they do hit differently. I mean, this is an embarrassing thing where other ones are are painful. You're right. I've had worse Saturdays than I had this past one, but that was still just I mean, inexcusable. You just have no business. And and,
1: and I feel really bad for the people that showed up too, to sit through that weather, <laughs> and
2: that's what you rewarded them with. Huh. It's tough, tough. Yeah. It really is. Uh, all right. A texture says, fire Mitch and Rich, the sequel. Well, the more things <laughs> change.
1: Yep. Uh, re- reboots are real popular. Yeah. So we're bringing it back. Bringing it back. What an embarrassment of a performance offense was awful, but Stoops' defense led an awful Vanderbilt team score 24. Don't want to overreact, and Stoops has turned this program around, but I get so frustrated that every game is a freaking low-scoring slugfest. Even when we play terrible teams, his teams always comes up flat. There's no reason for this to even be a game. What, yeah, a lot we of good we, points
2: there. We all love stoops and we make that pretty clear and we're appreciative as you sound on your text as well. But like that is one thing that whenever UK eventually does move on or he moves on for UK or there's another there will be a sense of like all right, well I wonder if the next guy will ever just, you know, beat out bad teams. That would be fun. Uh, yeah. Beat out bad teams badly. But that's not really Stoops' style. I think at the end of the day all we care about is wins, but when you don't win, then it's easier to be a little bit nitpicky.
1: The the thing is, is like you you have to change to your opponent. Like you can't just do the same thing every single week. And that that's the part of Skangorella that's really frustrating. He, he he tried the same Mississippi State game plan that he did against Tennessee. And it's like, oh, it turns out that doesn't work. Um, against a bad Missouri team, you don't need to have these long methodical drives. Like just put it on them. They stink. Try to run it up with them. Use a little tempo. Go fast. Like they're not good. I don't know. Like you, you don't have to be the same no matter who you're playing.
2: A texture on the Thornton text line says, "Well, this season's a bust. It is what it is. My input keeps gang. Get rid of the offensive line coach. Then fix following issues with the portal offensive tackle, Levis replacement, C rod replacement. Lastly, fix nil to keep young freshmen here. Defense is solid. Just keep Brad White. That seems like a reasonable." tax. Yep, much more measured
1: and uh, yeah. also possible. Like that's your wet that's your way of getting out of a complete fire sale. But like you have to also beat Louisville.
2: Yeah, I don't think again, like I mentioned last segment, I don't think it has to be as ugly as an off-season as it may appear. It could actually be an opportunity to do good things. Um and like I mentioned, you know, Louisville is an example of last season that your season doesn't necessarily have to dictate the off-season that you have. So they can control this and they can get this under wraps. It's just I want to I want to see yeah, I, this is all. This gets cliche and all that stuff, but I do want to see some actual fire from Stoops, where he's like, "This is embarrassing. Like, I'm embarrassed by this. I'm gonna fix it, and I, I'll trust him to do it." The guy likes winning just as much as we do. Just need to see it again.
1: Mm-hmm. Need to see that fire in his belly. Uh, since Mark Stoops has been here, he has beaten four teams that finished the season ranked: Wolf on 16, Florida in 18, Penn State in 18, Iowa in 2021. 20, Four times. This is abysmal, preposterous, atrocious, disheartening, disgusting, embarrassing, pathetic. Also, how many OCs have we had in our soups? Five. Yeah, five. With one that was successful. So Soup's the worst coach in the country at hiring OCs, or does he hold them back? Everything I said is incredibly negative, but hard to find a single positive out of the season. Program and progress is crushing loss. Hope Shreveport has decent weather next month. Yeah, you're going way too far down the barrel for that. But um, I mean Neil Brown left to become a head coach, Liam. Co- so you have to say at least two, I argued that grand was successful despite being fired at the end, but he had a good run. Um, but yeah, I mean the, the whole knock on the schedule thing I've always pushed back on though, TJ, because like, the, cause then you're, you're just playing in the locks hand and I'm never going to play in the locks hand. Like though, they haven't beat nobody. It's like, well, you beat who you play. Um, and also, those teams, like, beating an average SEC team is better than beating an average ACC team. It just, it just is. Be- beating up, like, winning close games against South Carolina and Missouri are a positive. Um, but it is. You, you have to do that to at least get us to be, accept, like, for fans to consider it acceptable, and they, they haven't done that this year.
2: Texter says, does it bother anyone else that we have a uniform combination that literally tells everyone that this game should be an easy win and isn't as big as other ones? I thought the uniforms look solid, but yeah, that's their um, just kind of get through the game uniform combo. That's not their pump-up combo, that's for sure. Texter says, Roush is a top hilarious UK Twitter account, but my God, dude, you're a freezing cold take machine.
1: Hey, you, they, they they come out fast and furiously some of them are going to be cold weather
2: this weekend all the freezing cold takes um Morehead State is kicking Bellarmine's rear end. They beat Louisville but they're losing to Morehead. Davenport is getting out coached by a much younger coach. Uh, when it Moorhead's matters most, out-
1: Scotty loses again. I guess the hype about Bellarmine is just a bunch of hot air. Can't win the easy ones. Got out coached again. Their system does not work in Morehead and they have a 6-year and a 5-year player.
2: The the uh, Congrats to Moorhead on the win. Bellarmine did make that game interesting. Uh The Kentucky team power rankings, the Commonwealth of Kentucky basketball power rankings, one, Kentucky, two, Western, three, Moorhead, four, Bellarmine, and coming in, rounding uh, out well, the top well, five, we've got Northern Kentucky, Norse.
1: I was going to say, maybe Eastern Kentucky, yeah, um, but I haven't, haven't kept up with the Norse, though.
2: Yeah, we'll put Northern there. Eastern, you know, Eastern's receiving votes. They're right there, almost coming in at number five. Uh, let's see, who else do we have in the state? Oh, I bet Murray, Murray's, Murray's usually. Murray's receiving votes. They're in a new that, conference
1: this year, I think, too.
2: That does round out the receiving votes category. Um, no votes for the cards. Sorry. Well, oh, uh, most? Scotty loses again, I guess. The hype about Bellarmine is just a... Bu- oh, you already read that? I thought yeah, you yeah, I thought, yeah. I thought that was just your opinion.
1: No, no, no. I was just because there was there was a string of them. We've got another one. Scotty doesn't give any credit to Moorhead State for losing the game. He blames it on the players. Sounds like Rick Martino juniors. It's always somebody else's fault, isn't it?
2: We got a Scotty D hater up in the house.
1: Oh man! Uh, ooh, you know who I hate is uh, Tennessee, and they lost to an unranked Colorado team by double digits. So big old suck it to Rick Barnes and the Vols.
2: Yeah, Ziegler, their guard, Brick Barnes said, he's not starting anymore because he's not trying. So they're having some issues early in the season for their oh, basketball man. team. Uh, Texture says, it's about 133 left in the first half. UK's effort's pathetic. They're getting pushed around by Vandy. This is horrible. And now we're going to get UK begging for nil money. I can't think of a more cringeworthy Monday if they can not get their rear ends into gear. Well, I got some bad news about getting their rear ends into gear. They didn't.
1: Man, going to be really awkward when like, I don't even know how this announcement's going to go that they're going to do on my former ex bosses show.
2: They should do it like Wednesday after UK ideally wins the Champions Classic.
1: Yeah. Whew. Also, like, not a great announcement if you're going to put it online before you announce it.
2: Oh, UK Athletics not doing things the way they should do. Oh, them?
1: this was a, no. This is the collective athlete advantage. Like, all if you want, oh. it's, it's just on their website already instead okay. of like waiting. I don't know what they're doing, but like you could have just waited. They put it out
2: last night. Nick and TJ, you both can suck it. Go Eagles. That's from Mook. It's not very nice, Mook. Uh, oh, all we nice did man. was congratulate you. Uh, texter says, hey, fellas. Brad from Bellbrook here. Hey, Brad. I fear that if we can't – don't move on from Scangarello. We could see a mass exodus of skilled talent offensively. I know it's not ideal to have four OCs in four years, but this offense – is anemic and predictable and can't afford to regress further than we have already in the fumbling of the nil situation. It's just brutal. Be a good Um, time to have somebody that you could trust in the athletic department, somebody that you felt like was going to make sure everything was going to be all right. Yep. Unfortunately, not, not the case with Mitch, but uh, again, you know, Stoops has done a lot of good things. He is, he's not going to go quietly into the night unless he's already got a foot out the door. In which case it kind of looks like that's like where things are. I don't know, (laughs) which is not great. (laughs) But but I don't know. Like, unless it's Iowa, I don't know what place is like knocking down the door to get stoops.
1: Well, and and that's the other thing too, is I don't know how much more, how much all of this is just Jimmy Sexton doing Jimmy Sexton things, but this one feels much more (sighs) real. For why I I can't find a better word. This one felt much more like okay, the headman. This might be his his way out.
2: Um, I don't mean this as like a Billy badass statement, but like if Stoops does leave after this year, while still overall appreciative for everything he will have done, I'll, I'll have like a little rant about like I mean this seems like a team that has quit, and if we find out that Stoops leaves after this year, then it's gonna be like oh light bulb boom he'd left. Like he had already, you know, these plans Literally were Minimally checked out. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was, you know, he was out the door and he he did a disservice to his players. He did a disservice to the fans. Of course, we'll wait. I, like, I think Stoops will be the head coach at UK next year. So I I don't think this comes to fruition and I don't think it's a conversation we have. But it definitely, I'm glad you agree, Roush. that it definitely like things look a little different this offseason. It ain't just the wins and the losses. Mm hmm. Something just seems weird. Somebody uh, says
1: I'm ready for John Summerall to be the head coach. He's uh, eight and two now.
2: Yeah, that was really He's got ugly a win game, over. But they won me
1: easy under. Uh, if it, if that were to happen, you wouldn't see a dramatic change in how Kentucky would play, though, and still be. A play. He's winning the same way. Stoops wins at Kentucky. It's just like grinding out uh, wins with defense and not great offense.
2: Woke up from a dream in which Kentucky was using Dustin Wade at quarterback in the Limbo offense. I must say I was pretty disappointed when I realized it was just a dream. <laughs> it was just a dream. Just a Seriously, moment I, ago.
1: I, uh, the, that, that's, that could at least make for a fun bowl game. Like, and I, I want them to do that. I, you know, I, I just want to see what Dustin Wade looks like to see if he actually can be uh, a competent quarterback. Like, is this? Can this be real? Can this work?
2: Yeah uh texter says three things stoops was complaining that we only ran 55 plays saturday well when we break the huddle with eight seconds left it's hard to run a lot of plays two-point conversion play calls were stupid yes they were why doesn't our defense ever get pressure on qbs yeah there's not a serious push uh they were worried about contain which didn't always even work out even in containment Man, on saturday. the long
1: touchdown yeah. that they gave up was just it was J.J. Weaver. Like I mean, I I can see this happening. J.J. has a forced fumble in the second half of the game. He gets greedy. He doesn't play discipline and just gives up a fifty-nine yard touchdown. Like he's supposed to hit Mike Wright every play, and he just wanted a tackle for an easy tackle for a loss, and he got got. And that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff that it just has been so characteristic of this team, just being. Not playing sound disciplined football where things are just buzzing and humming because they're all in lockstep doing things the right way. It just hasn't been the case for this team this year.
2: I seriously can't believe Trevor bet scoots. Five hundred dollars that U of L would win more games than Eastern Michigan. Like what an absolute awful bet. He needs to run laps. Uh well, I mean, Trevor just made the bet because he was just like, no way U of L basketball is gonna lose or not win as many games. He he had no idea. You know, he had no. And and to be fair, Scoots, to be fair, Scoots didn't know Eastern Michigan was going to be great, but Scoots will be the first person to tell you.
0: I knew Louisville was going to be bad.
2: It was never about Eastern Michigan. It was never it was about bad. Eastern Michigan. Exactly. Scoots, what would you say about Shady Ray sunglasses?
0: I would say they are amazing. I still don't have my pair for my sister. So, um, I've been struggling the last few weeks, but – I would say you also would say that you could go on the website and get 25% off if you use the code Big X. Um, I would also say that they feed hungry Americans every purchase. And I would also say that if you lose or break them, they will replace them.
2: Uh, premium polarized sunglasses, lost and broken coverages. Go to shadyrays.com to learn more. They actually changed the 25% promo code, Scoots. It's now Scooter Magooder at checkout. Nice.
0: How do you spell Magooder? I'm going to need that later.
2: Uh, M-C-G-O-O-T-E-R. Got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's actually still Big X, everybody. A (laughs) texture says, at what point to hold Stoops accountable? All eyes on Scangarello. The weather, excuses, excuses. Stoops losing two games at home to USC and Bandy is literally so unacceptable on me. (laughs) That's
1: the worst part. They're at home. They're at home and lost as a ranked team to South Carolina and Vanderbilt.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll give a pass for the South Carolina I, I was willing to give a pass for the South Carolina one, at least a little bit of a pass, uh, because of the quarterback situation. It was still such a pathetic performance, though, that we ripped them to Bolivia on the Monday after that show. But you mix a South Carolina with a Vanderbilt, one, you could end up looking at the season and being like, wait, it could have actually just – like, we could have – we we could have really hit everything here. Uh, we could have, like, stuck all the mess in the closet and ended up with, like, a nine-win season. Still had been probably not a great football team, but nobody would have known it because they would have seen the nine wins there. But, nope, you just couldn't beat South Carolina and Vanderbilt at home. It's Just totally and totally unacceptable. Something totally went wrong with this team. That old Miss game seems like where everybody circles it. But it was just really never the same after that. The Mississippi State and Missouri games were weird, though, because like while not the prettiest performances, they were solid wins against decent teams. I mean, obviously, the Florida game seems like two years ago now at this point. A Texer says, uh, Today is another prime example of why head coaches should have fines in their contracts. Stoops should be fined fifty dollars to $100,000 for losing at home against Vandy. Such a joke. Well, he's kind of fine because he's not going to get that one bonus.
1: Yeah, yeah, he he was supposed to get a contract extension if he went and got his seventh win, but nope, didn't happen.
2: Yeah, I get our line is very bad, but Will has to be so much better. Like at some point, if Will is this high of a draft pick, good players make plays. Will hasn't played very good this season. It's just blaming on the offensive line is just lazy. Uh, That's what I said. You know, I do think the offensive line is not good, and that hurts Will Levis's chances. But big players make big plays in big games. Vandy's not a big game but he couldn't even make big plays in that one either.
1: Kyle Tucker seems to have issues with Stoops. Took several shots at him on Twitter after the loss in regards to nil excuses, developing better players and coaching better. I don't know if this is because of the backlash of the basketball school interview with Kyle or the Stoops uh, drunk phone call to him back in the day, mad at something he wrote. There's something more there, though. I'm sure he's a little bit peeved that... Stoops got so mad at the the basketball. I just don't – like, you're only making it more clear that you're just going to – like, you're has guy. That's all – you're just making it more and more abundantly clear. And, like, did, did he give you, like, bonus scoop for having those jokes? Like, I felt, felt like – I mean, they're easy jokes to make, but it feels like it would be – silly i mean colin stoops used to have a better relationship than colin cal so i don't yeah uh, I, I don't i don't know what he's doing there
2: feels like yeah, uh, I mean, you saw uh, a lot of it i'll say that. this though like when the football team is so quick to make the St. peter's jokes don't go lose to vanderbilt don't yep. go into 26 game losing streak like you're you're gonna bring some of that annoyingness on yourself when you talk a little smack you're gonna get it the other way but i mean as Anybody that's just a true UK fan and, you know, who cares? That sounds dorky, I understand. But, like, it's not good for anybody when you have, like, a divide between the coaches. These coaching staffs clearly don't like each other. I think within, like, a competitive way, there can be, like, a good, healthy, competitive blend between the two, and it felt like that's the case early on in the Stoops era. Um, But the staffs don't like each other. If Cal's comments were that huge of a deal to the football team, then they're pretty sensitive, but we've talked about all that. But at the end of the day, everybody just wants both teams to win. They just want them both to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and football is really disappointing, but basketball has held that candle for a couple years now. So um, I, I think the whole thing's fascinating and strange, um, but what can you do? You, you think it's kind of too far gone at this point. Mm-hmm. Texer uh, texter says, what if the Vandy players were recruiting some UK players to transfer? That's kind of a funny text.
1: <laughs> that is a funny text. There are way too many uh, UK fan Twitter accounts these days with a decent number of followers that have really dumb opinions on Twitter.
2: Oh, well, That sure. one that
1: I quote tweeted, I was like, dude, man, you just haven't uh, – Auburn had a uh, – gosh, that, that one was bad. No context at all.
2: I didn't see your quote tweet. I'll go look at it after. Another texter just said, Chris Rodriguez, God bless that dude. He uh, yeah. He's a good football player. Really good. Hairston isolated theirs coaching malpractice.
1: Really is. Tennessee made six two-point field goals in 40 minutes of basketball.
2: That's hilariously bad. It's really, really bad. All right, we got one long one, and we'll end the show on this one. Uh, the more I think about it, the more it peeves me that this absurdity of Stoops acting indignant to because Cal said UK is a basketball school. Well, first, it is a basketball school. It has been for about 80 years. Ask anybody. Secondly, someone needs to explain to Stoops how this basketball, football, things work. In order to be known as a school in particular sport, it must be a proficient winner in that sport. Like the being the winningest team to ever with eight national championships, so coach, before acting all indignant again, go win a national title or the SEC. Maybe just win your division, but don't lose to Vandy and SC on your home field when you're a heavy favorite. Fake indignation. <laughs> it's a bad man thing. really like the word indignant. <laughs> <laughs> John, we'll do the John one We'll end on this note John here, good morning to all by gosh I was glad to see another basketball game Man, this is one season I do think we will have to worry If, all, if a three will be made or not uh, this will not be a season we have to worry about that. I agree, John. I'm not sure who will be or not have against the Spartans, but I wish we would have everyone available. So with a full roster, my confidence meter is 95%. Without a full roster, I'm more at 85%. What do you all think? We'll got to go talk to you later. John, we're going to read all that tomorrow and more. Kentucky Roll Call continues then. This is KRC on Big X. TJ Walker, Nick already
0: oh, no. made.